0: You're listening to a Rock Candy Podcast.
1: Hi, my name is Stephen Long, and I host a show here on Rock Candy called Sacred Tension. It's about the spiritual discipline of asking questions. If you find yourself uncomfortable in your faith, or if you find yourself caught between modern science and ancient religion, or if you're curious about the journeys of others who are sorting out faith and doubt, Sacred Tension is a place where nothing is off limits. You will find conversations with pastors, cult experts, spiritual leaders, and skeptics, all
2: discussing the the ways we navigate the faiths we were given. Find Sacred Tension right here on Rock Candy and wherever you listen to podcasts. You have arrived at your destination.
1: I just opened a beer because we're doing a podcast and that's what i do and it started foaming over and that's i don't care i don't care for that at all you know what that means though what does that mean that could be a demonic
2: presence in your house oh yeah and demonic presences can actually throttle upload
1: speeds (gasps) that's what it it all comes together that's what they they thrive on it it all comes together they thrive on the throttle that's what they yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, they <laughs> thrive on throttling upload speeds and beer phone. Well,
2: well, but that's the thing if yeah. if they want to sh- if they want to show up, yeah, they need upload. That's true. They need so to show up. They're
1: manifesting. It's all up. They're uploading into I your see. beer face. Oh, God, You're f- the face of. I mean, I suspected, <sighs> but I just didn't want to think it. Um, yeah. all right. Are we? <laughs> are we starting? <laughs> Is that what we're doing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this, is a, this is a comic creators podcast. I'm Will. This is Joe. Welcome. Come I feel on, weird. Come I don't like. To, I don't you like to introduce it? myself ever. And I feel like I you know. Pick up on that. I know that. And you're like. I'm, aware I'm just of that. like. Not. I'm. Yeah. I i do not know. It's like a wall I've put up. The reason that I know that is because I tried to, especially yeah. early on. I, and I don't s- reciprocate. <laughs> I would give you the alley oop, and you didn't yeah. like it. So. uh uh, my name is will i'm the doctor that's joe he's the maestro there you go bam common creators, welcome you got it you got it you get it you know it's not broken don't fix it no i'll start off saying this as well we are looking for topics for season two season because season one season one is almost over we've almost been doing this coming up on a year at this point that's we probably, wild. We've probably that's been a re- long season. It is. <laughs> it is. That's like uh, that's like British television. <laughs> that's right. But we've done more than six episodes in a year. But in Britain, they call it a series. <laughs> a series. <laughs> oh, in <and> series one. <laughs> that's right. Series one is getting ready to be over. Uh, which which we didn't release our first episode until like Halloween of last year. So what's your first thought on my British accent? Uh, perfect. That's what I was thinking. Perfect. Rubber stamp success. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. What part of, of the UK are you from? Um, London. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, that
2: checks out. It's um, like, yeah. Hey, I've I've watched Harry Potter enough to kn- to
1: know when I hear a. Jesus. Yeah. Do you know that? Do you are you aware? Because I I like British shows and um. Yeah. Are you aware that like a northern accent is not what you want to have, like, or it's yes. not not what you want to have, but it's like it's like the southern accent in the U.S.
2: You know what I really like what. There's this woman on YouTube. Uh-huh. Not going to say her name because sure. I've only seen the video once and I don't remember. Okay, but it popped up in my <gasps> "Things You Might Like" thing, uh-huh. and she basically just is like an expert. She's an actress, uh-huh. but she's also an expert on dialect and in in, in uh, accents. <clears throat> so she has this video where she she takes like famous people like trying different accents uh-huh. and t- it's and goes down to like their like vowel sounds and where they're supposed to be from and breaks it down and and the the minute detail of how she knows uh like a part of like a british or like uh, a low uh geo yeah like a location, yeah region region? regional and all that kind of stuff Uh and she's like see this person and usually it's the type of actors where you're like of course they did their Uh, research so hard Like she's like see this is just this is perfect. Yeah, like even you see this thing that sounds a little weird. Yeah. They're doing that because it's
1: correct, perfect. Not because it's perfect, yeah. like Robert Pattinson's Boston accent in <laughs> yeah, in the White House. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, that's fun.
2: That's fun. I like that. I like she, those. She stories. also like tears some people apart, like uh, <laughs> which was fun. But that being yeah. said, uh-huh. um, I am really intrigued mm. by accents and the specificity of them. And I'm about to tell you something that I'm not, that I'm ashamed of that I've brought up several times on this episode, probably before.
1: On this episode? No. Okay. On this series <laughs> on is this what series. I mean. Series. Series one <laughs> on BBC Three. Yeah, go ahead. There are certain
2: accents, and I'm not even going to name, I'm going to name one accent that I used to just really kind of not like. Okay. And I hate this about myself. Sure. But this, ha- this story has a happy ending. Excellent. Okay. I need that today. Yeah. Certain accents irk me okay and it's not even like i'm like and it's awful to say but i'm like mm. do you not know do you not know <laughs> like i know everyone so, around you in your town sounds like that but right. like listen to these other like don't you watch guys, tv don't you guys know <laughs> that you sound like that okay that's the worst and that's don't the you worst know, thing. don't you know yeah. that it bothers me <laughs> that's the worst thing i'm going to say today okay all right
1: let's find out and if j- that's just true just the fact that like like
2: they they they're from a place. That's how people talk. <laughs> Shut up, how people idiot. Talk. Especially even, especially
1: given where we're from. That's pretty yeah. rich.
2: <laughs> yeah, But at the same time, I tried so hard I, to get rid of it. It's
1: true. But I it's I, I I've, I've
2: held on to just enough to where yeah. where you can tell just you enough know to what stay mean?
1: charming. Sure.
2: Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Okay. The new New Zealand accent used to be an accent that I just.
1: I thought that was the case.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It's just like how weird and specific it is with some of the vowels that like it throws a curveball at you. It's like we're kind of like Australia, but no, not at all. Because listen to this. This is (laughs) unlike anything you've ever heard before. This part is different. Yeah. And it's that whole thing fearing what you don't understand. And it wasn't until I really dug into and became a big fan of Taika Waititi. Yeah. Waititi. 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 Why Is not it, T.T.? Is it it's,
1: Taika, Y.T.T.? Tyco Y T T.
2: It's that's how Americans say it. He says okay. Titi? Why t- Why t- t- oh, t- really? Interesting. Tyco Y T T. Yeah. Okay. Regardless. Okay. Yeah. I love it now. Mm-hmm. I can't get enough of it. Yeah. Give me a like yeah. whenever I go watch one of his movies, and uh-huh. knowing that most of the characters are going to speak in a New yeah. Zealand accent, You're I'm down. like, I am on this train, and I don't, I don't want to, I don't. Ticket
1: on, no yeah. no, ticket off. Let's yeah. stay. I love it. And I don't, like, I, I used to, and I, I don't think I have as strong of opinions about this accent as you do. But I, I u- just think I'm, I'm a jerk, <laughs> you know, just deep down. It sucks. That's the character arc for series one of this yeah. podcast is so you come to realize that. Season two is your redemption. Um, yeah. But nonetheless, I, I think I used to primarily associate this accent with comedy, like I used sure. to think that there's something funny about it, and yeah. he plays that up. I mean, we'll we'll get into it. and He plays that up, but he yeah. knows it's kind of like a southern accent in that it sort of plays into comedy in the same way. It can make things read as yeah. funny, at least to my humor, the sense of humor that if they were said without that accent it would be less funny.
2: Yeah, a hundred percent. Were you gonna? I I just jumped into Tyka, not even intentionally. Uh-huh. Right. I was just we were just talking about accents. I think it's great i think it's great accents were you yeah. gonna
1: say did you have a thing no my were thing you loaded were you no, loaded? no no my thing was gonna be send us uh things that we can talk about for season two because season one is coming to an end in like a couple episodes yeah. so you only have a little bit of time uh that's not true you can contact us whenever but you, <laughs> you only have a couple yeah. episodes before the end of season one it's all planned out it's locked and ready to go and we're looking for stuff to talk about for next year so hit us up on all the places yeah. that's all
2: Taika. Hey, and some of those social media some yeah. of those social media platforms are instantaneous that's true that's They'll true just pop right up <laughs>
1: specifically like instantaneous scram that's right that's right reach out to so. us and and electronic mail however you want so yeah taika what i'm actually this is i'm i'm so excited that we got there so naturally this time we didn't have to take a left yeah ex- aside from it this- was it it was legitimately
2: detour. an accident, and yeah. as soon as I started talking about accent, I'm like, "Oh no, it's this is yeah, Serendipitous. this is uh,
1: this is some internet demonic presence yeah. blessing us." The demon got in, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I used to associate this accent with primarily comedy, and I think the more it's not that I don't associate with that, it still can be really funny, but at the same time, I just kind of like it sonically now. I like, yeah, the, I like I like the sound too. of it. Uh, we uh-huh. watched. You sent me a short film of his that we watched, and I've seen kids I, yes.
2: speaking in yes. this accent yes. is just the best. And it's
1: not only the accent, but it's also the lingo, right? Yeah. And yeah. I I won't even attempt because it would be super offensive for me to <laughs> try to recreate yeah. it because I don't know it well enough, and it's some sort of like you know. You, New you know, Zealand what? I think I slang. think
2: part of it, part of the reason <laughs> I like it so much is yeah. that like I legitimately don't understand the mechanics of how to how to mimic it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's mysterious in that way, yeah. Mm-hmm. where I, I like British accents, I like Australian accents fine, yeah, but I know in a sense how to kind of get there, yeah, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and and it also has that really cool kind of thing where even when folks from New Zealand are speaking English. The more the more you lean into the sort of sort of I, I don't know if indigenous is the word, but the sort of speech patterns that are sure. native to New Zealand and potentially to non-English speakers who live there. Uh, I think it's really interesting because even when those folks are speaking English, it has the that sort of fun thing of like, ooh, I can follow the language, but it has that all the sort of interest of something that's not the same language even though it is you know what i mean it's it's not just like it almost becomes the sort of one of those high sort of hybrid language type things where it's like there are features of it where it's still english but things are phrased differently or whatever more so than like you know british english or whatever yeah and that's that's really i like that a lot i watched this movie this is a bit of a bit of a detour but i watched this movie for one of my grad school classes four or five years ago called once were warriors have you ever heard of that Um, It was a 94, it moved from like 94 and it was one of the first really big New Zealand based films about the sort of like indigenous cultures in New Zealand and and various social issues regarding them as a narrative, but still. And that was the same type of thing where it's like people are speaking English, but they're using all these, uh, often they're using phrases or turns of phrase and it's all really thick in a New Zealand accent. And it was really, it was very good. Yeah. a lot of the vowels just
2: like, whoa. Yeah, didn't it, it goes? Yeah, that that should have been an A sound, but that's yeah. a lot of E. Yeah, that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You should hear my dad's my dad's Australian accent. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's got one he's got one phrase that he says. Uh-huh. He says "Nori." <laughs> <laughs> he says "Nori" instead of "No."
0: He loves it. That's he says, very good. He'll he'll set <laughs> up
2: a question uh, that he knows the answer to, just so he can say "nori." <laughs>
1: That's so good. Because there's like That's and, so and funny. It, this
2: this same woman on YouTube. I went down a rabbit hole when I saw that of her mm-hmm. just breaking down accents. Yeah. And the Australian accent, some of the vowels do have a curl of the tongue. Yeah. That s- sounds similar to like an R sound for uh, like an American accent.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So no, some uh, of those O's have yeah. that R kind of yeah. sound. It has that roll of the tongue. That's, that or, yeah, makes perfect sense. Is what my dad says. Nori. Nori. He just makes it a complete just R sound. <laughs> yeah. Just like a straight <laughs> up Americanized <laughs> yeah.
2: simplified that's, version. That's very funny. He's um, proud of himself.
1: So Taika Waititi. Or Y-T-T, YTD. If you're, uh, yeah. Tika's Tika. a filmmaker. Let's talk about him. He's, he's, all a, right, he's yeah. a filmmaker. He's an actor. He's a producer. He's a writer. He's a comedian. He also does like, I watched a TED Talk from him that was very good that talked about his various artistic interests. But he's born in 1975. So at the time of recording, he's 44. And yeah. he is uh, from New Zealand and mm-hmm. has made a handful of movies. And we'll talk about him. That's all. Yep. I, I don't have much about his sort of early life or I do do I know you? some cool stuff. well let's yeah. jump into that then so
2: born in New Zealand mm-hmm. he uh his mother was a school teacher right um and I got all this from an interview I watched a while back mm-hmm. and just remembered a lot of it because nice. I'm really interested in this person yep he's uh he's kind of like he's kind of like my new like filmmaking Tom DeLonge
1: I get that I get that yeah. he's very charismatic and interesting as a person very, yeah when you hear him so talk his
2: mother was a school teacher mm-hmm. was very uh strict Regarding his uh, work ethic, mm-hmm. so he would write essays for school, and she would uh, read them and give him a grade mm. before um, turning them in. Huh. And he, she did this all the way through college, okay. And wow. if the grade wasn't passing on her, on her by her standards, she'd yeah. make him rewrite it. <laughs> so like, he grew up doing that. She met his father uh, in prison. Okay. Uh, his father was a uh, an artist and a prisoner, and she, as a school teacher traveled to prisons to give inmates books. Oh, okay. And that's how they met. Huh. So a really odd family dynamic yeah. to begin with. Yeah. He, he says something like, you know, half of his family's like, intellectuals, and the other mm-hmm. half are criminals and artists, <laughs> yeah. and it's just this weird—and yeah. a lot of this, like, really makes sense if you think about him as a creator, like— yeah just like super smart and witty but kind of like mm-hmm.
1: there's definitely a side of him that that gets dark yeah and he covers it with a laugh yeah. you know what i mean and his father is um i forget his mother's ethnicity but his father is maori right he's like yeah uh, i think his yeah. mother's uh of russian descent, russian descent that's right yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah so in in uh school he was like a social butterfly mm-hmm. he, he he uh he liked to jump from click to click so like mm you know make friends with the goths then go play rugby and then go make <laughs> friends with the mathner like just he's huh. just like he's like everybody and the the interviewer was like what why do, why do you think that is and yeah. he just straight up said oh i i just really wanted to be liked He's like <laughs> yeah that's it just really yeah. wanted to be- didn't like the idea of not being liked, yeah. and his parents also discouraged him from uh, taking a practical route oh, for wow. his career, wow. so that he's like, if I had gone into law or something, my mm-hmm. parents
1: would have been so disappointed. <laughs> wow, what an interesting yeah. backstory. I mean, that's, yeah, it's that's kind of those the opposite types of, of <laughs> you know, most of what you would expect. Yeah. Um, so yeah.
2: he, uh, you know, his father was an artist, so he he got into art, um, but he uh, started acting mm-hmm. and eventually um, started landing acting gigs in different new zealand tv shows yeah and uh he was playing a st- uh a stripper in a tv show and he was in the green room of the tv show uh-huh. in a g-string <laughs> eating a can of tuna and he thought you know what i think there's something else out there for yeah. me <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and in that same re- uh green room he wrote his first short which is um two Car- what's it called two cars two cars one night oh yeah mm-hmm. so he wrote that there and then he got funding to make it
1: do you know where he got funding for that? Yes. Okay. He got
2: uh, so the New Zealand Film Commission. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. Is uh, fund? It's a commission, government-funded, taxpayer-funded co- committee. Who uh, basically look through scripts
1: that are submitted, Yeah. then they help develop those scripts, and then they fund them to get made. Can, can I just say, there yeah. are potentially a lot of ways that that could not be an awesome thing, but yes. the things that I have heard about it make it sound so fucking awesome. That And and I don't know if that's true, but, you know, I could see... So, I I was listening to a thing the other day that I just realized I had never understood, I never knew this before, but that um, various films that are made that um, are sort of big budget films can get subsidies from, who is it, the Department of Defense or something, can get tax subsidies, uh, American movies, if the government has a pass over the script and affirms it uh okay. or, do you know what i'm saying so like yeah. transformers and so forth they cost less money because the government gets a pass at the script wild yeah so yeah. It, this could go wrong in a lot of ways but everything yeah. i hear about the new zealand film commission the coolest stuff yeah. comes out of there, <laughs> like yeah, um, I one hundred
2: percent agree, yeah, and uh, it's actually really interesting. like he mm-hmm. he's been asked like how do i how do I get my first movie made? Yeah, how do I get money to to develop my script? blah blah blah. And mm-hmm. He's like, well, first of all, don't ask me. I went to a government committee, yep. and they liked my script and gave me money, yeah, mm-hmm. and he did this for at least a couple features as well, yeah. Um, so and, this wasn't just his short film,
1: and it's cool that I mean the short film that we're talking about. We can dig into that if you want, but like, it's not something that like it wouldn't read. It doesn't like glorify the New Zealand government or anything, and it's not like no. super sterilized and and wouldn't no. offend anybody. Like, it's interesting and artistic and like yeah. complicated and cool, and it's it's that's why I say like the things and that it, I it, see that if come out anything, of anything cool.
2: Yeah, if anything, what I love about that short is that. It kind of, in a sense, it shines a, a bad light on the parents of these kids that aren't shown. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it shows like kind of the purity of l- the lens of a child. Yeah. So these kids, like you know, there's a there's a two brothers in a car, and then a girl in a car, and they're both seemingly left in the car so their parents can go drinking in the pub or something. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And the the little boy in the car, which th- this little actor just. He's oh, like you'd kill the you know, for, for 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 him to be the 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 boy you cast in your yeah. your first short, right? He's so good, and you can tell like he's trying to get this girl's attention, and he's like trying to get her attention, but also like he's calling her ugly and stuff, right? Yeah, hey, ugly yeah. girl, hey, ugly girl, ugly girl, hey. yeah, <laughs> um, hey, um, and you know like he's mimicking men, yeah, right, yeah. Um, he's not being a child there. Yes. But then eventually, his his curiosity as a child, he goes over there, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then their walls break down, and it's really kind of a beautiful little yeah, like very moment in time friendship that's yep. just
1: pure. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. And that's, I mean, that's that's pretty much the story. That's right? pretty that's much it. the whole story. And uh, he has another friend who's sitting in his car with him, and he doesn't interact too much. His brother, yeah. yeah. His brother doesn't interact too much. He's reading a book. He has a couple lines here and there. Um, but one of the things that I thought was so interesting about the short film is the fact that he includes that Tycho includes these shots of the car, sort of uh, establishing shots of the car, where it's done in like you know high speed. So every, yeah. Yeah, time lapse everything around the car is moving so quickly people are pulling in pulling out moving people walking in and out of the doors blah 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 and the car the car or cars depending on the shot are just sitting there stationary so it gives you the impression that this is lasting a very very long time yeah and you're only getting to see a little bit of time out of the whole time that these cars are sitting there and i thought that was interesting and kind of weird and as you were saying it might make the characters of the parents who are not in the car might make them not look great or something like that Yeah.
2: well the the way i kind of read it was <laughs> mm-hmm. in a less kind of literal sense sure. of like how f- how fast the adult world moves around yeah how busy and and to a child it's like it's kind of like a moment you know what i mean that's like, good yeah i was gonna childhood ask. that's what childhood feels like i remember yeah. just living in it and it being and it may have been maybe it's not this way for kids now but mm-hmm.
1: it just felt so like peaceful and yeah Still, you know, yeah, for sure, and that—that's. I was gonna two things. So, number one, I was gonna ask you what you thought about that choice because it's a very noticeable stylistic choice, yeah, to make there, and it clearly has some meaning beyond just. I want to show you that these cars were here for a long time, yeah, and I think that's. I think that's fully plausible. And then the other thing is a point that I wanted to get to when we talk about Watiti is he has this fascination with childhood yes and I watched a, a there's a really good TED talk that he gave which is just him talking about creativity and it's very stream of consciousness he makes some good points and you can tell he's organized it because he has a powerpoint going with it but it's very it looks like he made the powerpoint as he was having thoughts and he would just throw pictures yeah. on there here I did this with this sometimes I'll do this this is what creativity can be it can also be this blah 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 but he talks about this notion is that the one where he's like here's,
2: yeah. and here's a pic- picture of Michael Jackson
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, that's me. Nope, that's me. Dressed Michael Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he, he talks about how he's very interested in having a childlike perspective on things yeah. and how he doesn't want to measure money or doesn't want to measure his success by how much money he makes. He doesn't think that's terribly important. And he thinks it's very important to keep this kind of childlike approach yeah, um, or the perspective of a child, and and you can see that coming through in a lot of his films yeah. that I've seen anyway, and that's yeah. Um, I wonder if yeah. part of that, like I do love,
2: as you know, and the listeners
1: listeners know now yeah.
2: at this point, like I do love a great coming of age story, mm-hmm. and there's something about Taika the way he approaches a coming of age sto- story that just feels more than yes. So I wonder if that's like is that is that my like oh this is this is. I love this yeah <laughs> you know, I love the things that he's making Sure um, real quick let's talk about so in this this this, uh, this kind of it was like a master class uh, interview at like I think Toronto mm-hmm. International Film Festival where he he was talking about that's where I got the information of his childhood growing up yeah. um, there's something about Taika that like you can and you can see it in his movies there's this like deep sadness mm. <laughs> that's just lurking underneath the surface mm-hmm. of, of the things he makes. Yeah, and he's not interested in that in the sense that like Jermaine Clement is is Clement is that Clement, right? Clement Yeah, Clement uh, is one of his earlier collaborators, and they still work together a lot. Yeah, but you know when they were making what we what we do in the sh- or what we do in the shadows, mm-hmm. the mockumentary, um, he was you know struggling with the fact that he's like <laughs> like we're just making this thing is this is this okay? We're we making the right thing, and mm-hmm. Jermaine says sometimes the world just needs stupid shit. Yeah, he's like yeah. the world needs this. Like mm-hmm. this the mm-hmm. everything is so heavy yeah. and completely depressing. There's nothing wrong with just yeah. injecting silliness and, and 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 just just this thing to make it standable, to where yeah. you can stand it, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And like anytime he mentions his father in this interview, he'd say, "Well, my father was he's dead now and then he'd go <laughs> like a little crying oh sound and then, and then and then the crowd would act weird and he'd look at him and say it's not a big deal you're gonna die too yeah <laughs> and then he mentions his father again he's like he's he's dead um so and but he's doing this thing yeah. to get a laugh from the audience yeah and you can obviously tell like that seems like a A heavy touchy yeah the way i talk about my father is to point out the fact that he's dead (laughs) in an awkward way to make you laugh because that's the only way i can stand it
1: sure and it it also is the kind of thing where at least in and we'll get to jojo rabbit but at least in jojo rabbit i mean he's dealing with and i haven't seen boy or what's the other one hunt for the um hunt for the
2: wilder people people yeah so his features are eagle versus shark yeah which i haven't seen but it looks wonderful Mm -hmm. it's like a romantic comedy with yeah. starring Jermaine Clement yeah. and another a woman who I wasn't familiar with.
1: Yes, I remember hearing about that film I think when it came out if I'm not just a mistake. It came out in 2007. 2007. Okay, so yeah. m- maybe I heard about it in relation to um something flight of the concords or something where we were talking about yeah. Jermaine Clement's previous films. Uh but yeah. I heard that it was like it walked that line of comedy but also sort of heaviness. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, I think the idea is that this guy,
2: played by Jemaine, and I think it, the movie was co-written by the the his co-star. So okay. so Taika and this woman co-wrote this movie together. Mm-hmm. But the idea is that this this man, who used to be bullied mercilessly growing up, has finally decided he's going to as an adult gonna kill the kill the bullies that God. picked on him uh-huh. but he meets a girl yeah. right when he decides yeah and the movie is about their relationship and it's not really about the other thing and it's silly they wear like it's called eagle versus shark because sh- he dresses like an eagle and she dresses like a shark mm, mm-hmm. like they wear yeah. co- like it's just it just seems so weird yeah. it's like a quirky dark funny romantic comedy yeah um, so that was his first feature. And then he did Boy, which I think uh, was financed through the Film Commission, New Zealand Film Commission. Yeah. And then uh, What We Do in the Shadows, mm-hmm. co-written and co-directed by Jemaine.
1: Oh, co-directed.
2: I didn't realize that. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Hunt for the Wilder People mm-hmm. in 2016. Yeah. And then Thor Ragnarok mm-hmm. in yeah. 2017, right. which was the thing that just shot him to the moon. Yeah, of course. Uh, and then Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, and then he's going to go on to do Thor, Thor: Love and Thunder, and okay, good. an untitled Star Wars movie. Huh. Right. Um, and he's also and written on the Man- uh, what is it? What's it called? He directed on the on the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Okay. Yeah, okay. I don't
1: think he wrote. Okay. Gotcha. But well, do you want to do you want to run through some of those? I mean, I haven't seen uh, yeah. all of them.
2: I haven't either. I've seen most.
1: Okay. Well, we can dig into. We can just yep. go in order and dig into them a little bit. So. Where should we start? We, What's yeah, the we talked earlys? about
2: Eagle versus Shark yeah. um, a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think that's enough to talk sure. about it in the sense that neither one of us have seen <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, so Boy is a stepping off point from uh, two cars, and we already talked about two cars one night. Yeah. It should uh, it should be mentioned that he got an Oscar nomination for that short. Nice his first short. Nice. So yeah. it was a short that was nominated for an Oscar. I don't think it won it, but still. Yeah. Come on. Mm-hmm. And flight of the Concords he he uh, was involved with that. Um, he 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 was like uh, he made, appear uh, cameos okay. essentially. Because yeah, he directed a couple of them too, right? I think. Yeah. So so boy is a direct kind of response to making that short two cars one night. It's it's basically about a boy named boy in a fishing village I think um, mm-hmm. in New Zealand of about six hundred people. He's eleven years old. And he, it it seems now that I'm thinking about it, he meets his father who just got out of prison and his father returns home because before he went into prison, he buried a bag of money mm-hmm. in a field and he's yeah. there to get that. Yeah. But he can't find it. Um, so he just keeps digging. So then he and his son kind of develop a little bit of a relationship kind of while he's home mm-hmm. and the father's played by Taika, which is... yeah just awesome Mm because he's like supposed to be like he drives the coolest car he's Mm -hmm. old he's out of prison but he's just everyone just thinks he's so cool Uh right yeah um just and he thinks he's so cool (laughs) at one point he gives his son a cool haircut because he has long hair Uh and his hair is just completely botched yeah just and 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 this it's just this kid who is wearing this terrible haircut for more than half of the movie because he admires his father so much, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And the movie takes place in 1984. Okay. And this kid is obsessed with Michael Jackson. He just loves Michael Jackson. He he, yeah. he talks about him quite quite often, mm-hmm. and he does Michael Jackson moves really poorly to his friends. Yeah. It's just such an interesting little movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, highly recommend it. Cool, yeah. I need to check that out but uh the the movie ends uh, after the, the credits cuts to black mm-hmm. the credits start to roll and i sent you this the movie ends yeah. with a thriller like a version of a, the thriller dance with taika as michael and all the kids from the movie doing the dance and it's a a haka do you know are you familiar with no. hakas no huh? so it's it's um if if you've seen it you might have seen uh, uh at the aquaman premiere mm-hmm. Jason Momoa led, he and some of his, uh, I guess, Samoan mm-hmm. uh, family and, and friends huh. in a ha- haka, okay. which is this traditional war dance or or, oh. or, or blessing or greeting. Yeah. And it's really, from the surface, really intense. Mm-hmm. It, it's in a language that obviously I don't understand, mm-hmm. but a lot of big faces, big movements, pounding chests, sticking your tongue out yeah. shouting yeah, yeah. stomping and everyone's doing this thing together huh. and i don't know what it is about it when you normally if i would recommend uh googling that one specifically just cause, since you know who those people are yeah. but there's just something inherently emotional about watching these people just kind of release yeah if that makes sense yeah it does like i i i get goosebumps thinking about that it's yeah. just just something like
1: so sort of so, like emotional so, and emotional visceral, so, almost.
2: visceral very yeah. it's just human it yeah. just feels yeah. it feels human before we thought to th- think that that might be weird it's right, just right, pure right. expression yeah yeah um so this is <laughs> this is a a Michael Jackson thriller version of that kind of <laughs> yeah 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 in, in a silly way but at the same time not making fun of it it doesn't feel that way right. it feels like taika it's just, just an interesting
1: ta- creative yeah. combination of those sort of two yes. two things yeah yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> and, and again he just plays things it's almost just just absurd yeah and showing how silly life can be but how much how, how to kind of like uh not to laugh at life but to like enjoy it and embrace it if that makes sense no
1: it does and and that takes me back to that that ted talk that he was talking about where he he opened by saying something like i'm he said i've been i make films and he said i'm not a filmmaker that's not my job he said my job is to create and express myself but the way that i've been doing that is primarily through filmmaking and he talked about like having all the tools and he presumably meant sort of artistic tools he was like painting he talked about his father a little bit he was like painting poetry you his know his father's dead what's that his father's, his, father, his father's dead. His father's dead. But he was like, he, he said, you know, painting, poetry, filmmaking, all this stuff. And he said, film was just, he said, film was just the medium where I could use all the tools I wanted to at the same time or something to that extent. That's yeah. paraphrased. Yeah. But I, I really liked how it was very much, and he would show like, Some of the talk was him showing doodles that he had made on the newspaper and stuff like just strange doodles from when he was 15 and stuff. And that's, it was very stream of consciousness, but it laid out this sort of thematic approach to things where it's like, just be creative in all these, even all these little meaningless ways. It's not about, it's not about just making the film. It's about being a creative person in your actual lived life, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I thought that was really good and that ties, it sounds like it ties into what you're talking about, which is sort of, it's a, it's ties a light. Ties into the podcast name. What's that? Yeah. T- ties into the podcast <laughs> name. The, we did it.
2: Finally. We did it. Finally. Finally. Season one is over. Yeah. <laughs> so he makes we Boy. a more.
1: He makes Boy. What does he make after that? what's after boy uh, he it... makes
2: boy what we do in the shadows okay. comes yeah. after that so what we do in the shadows was a short film that he and Jermaine made earlier on yeah. and i don't even know that i m- ever saw the short i didn't uh, see like, the short I, yeah. I should i should see it so this is a movie co-written and directed by these two guys mm-hmm. and when they first wrote it they decided to pitch it to hollywood which mm-hmm. what's so this is the like this is the type of movies and type of script that they decided that the new zealand film commission would have developed in the wrong way
1: yeah, okay mm-hmm.
2: because it's just it doesn't f- it doesn't feel as much like they're trying like this one doesn't have as much of that kind of emotional weight yeah um, as Taika's normal stuff true the dr- the drama is not as much there true I mean I- I'm sure it is there but it's just it's just it's silly it's funny it's absurd mm-hmm. it's uh so they actually ended up financing it privately in the U- United States-hmm uh, so, and, uh, so originally the, the people they were pitching it to in Hollywood were like, okay, well, we don't like that it's low budget because mm-hmm. low budget means no stars. No stars means we can't sell it and market it correctly. Yeah. And their response was, well, if we have stars in it, then we can't cast our friends in it Yeah. and we don't <laughs> want to disappoint them. Yeah. Um, and on the second, you know, secondly, um, the more recognizable the face is, the less funny it's going to be uh-huh. because, it's, because it's a mockumentary it style. It takes you out of the joke, yeah. But for those who haven't seen it, the premise is a documentary crew comes into a house where a bunch of vampire roommates live and you see how kind of petty and silly their lives are. I mean, they still, like, kill people and drain their blood, and they still have, you know, they still have, um, and there's one scene specifically that's, like, this one long take, and it's really bloody and really intense, but it's just so silly. Yeah. Um, And that juxtaposition is part of the, part of what's funny about it. Um, yes, when they make and, things, and that's part of yeah. that's a very literal uh, um, version of what Taika does so well. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a
1: great point, actually. And and um, one thing about this film was before I had seen it, I had heard about it, and I had heard that it was good. And then I heard the premise, and I didn't care to see it anymore. And I think that sort of pushed me back from seeing it for a little uh, for a little while, just because sure. I was thinking vampire jokes. Like, that sounds so played out. You know what I mean? And I think it's really impressive that they were able to do that in a way that, like, there's nothing particularly original about the idea of, take a vampire movie but done by comedians and we're going to make it funny. Like, that seems like such a... I I don't know. I think
2: it's character, right? Yeah. It's
1: like the plot. It's like, the plot is like, okay, yeah,
2: I get it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But when you... When you see Taika, he he plays one of the vampires where he's just this kind of wide eyed like, well I think yeah. can't we all just kind of get along and then and then you know one of the, one of the I don't remember the the actor's name but yeah. one of the guys is is like. Uh, you know, the, we're calling this, hu- we're calling this house meeting yeah. and, and and they're all trying to talk like they're from uh, Transylvania, uh-huh. which is really funny yeah. too. Cause knowing what their normal accents are like, <laughs> we're calling this house meeting and we're not, we're not pointing fingers in anybody, yeah. anybody, but yeah. some of us haven't been doing the dishes.
1: <laughs> and it's um, one of those things where it's <laughs> so incredibly, they make it relatable in a way that we're like, yeah. you know, many of us have had those conversations and and then yeah. but
2: the the guy that they're uh, the guy that they're calling out eventually they he says something like you know um, we think you're you know we think you're cool and all but I think you know you really need to you yeah. know you you really need to to whatever like pull your weight uh-huh. and the guy's like holding on to the fact that they said he thought he was cool yeah <laughs> right. yeah so, yeah and he's just really <laughs> playing up and they're like. I think you're missing the point of what yeah. we're trying.
1: He's like, yeah, it's
2: really cool that you guys think I'm so cool. Yeah. Or, I don't know. It yeah. probably sounds ridiculous saying that's you know, well, wow.
1: and that's part of the, that's part of the thing, right? I think I think hearing about that movie makes you think it's going to be less good than it actually is. Maybe not if you yeah. know Jermaine Clement and you know Tyka. But um, just hearing in it, hearing about it in a vacuum, sort of, it's a it's a vampire parody. I sort yeah. of rolled my eyes about it at first. Not like I thought it would be terrible, but just like, eh, I get it. Yeah. You know.
2: And at one point, like the two of them get into a, they get upset at each other, <laughs> so they just shoot up into the air and they're yeah. they're hissing at each other for a second. But then they calm, <laughs> they, yeah. they calm yeah. down. Yeah. At one point, they they see a, uh, they run into a gang of werewolves, mm-hmm. and the leader of the werewolves is just really <laughs> like no swearing no
1: cursing yeah Right. He's like, We're werewolves, not swearwolves. <laughs> werewolves not swear wolves. And um, um and oh and so they made I you know, we're we're not here to talk about this, but I do have to throw it out that they made a, a T V series based on this. And well, yeah. that's and an, it's
2: doing really well. Th- I
1: was gonna say that's another property that when I heard they were doing it, I was like, Oh god, here we go. Like Cash Grab, What We Do in the Shadows show. And then I have watched both seasons and absolutely so loved good. them. They are so yeah. good. Um they found a way to keep getting because it sounded like okay, you're making a TV show that you you know that well has already been welled or whatever whatever yeah. the term is. Like you've already gotten everything out of that. You're going to get it's going to be cheap ass jokes that are not going to play. Um, but it's really not. They develop well, new characters who yeah. are interesting and fun to watch, and they 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 always find new ways to make that sort they of situational pl- comedy work.
2: Right. They they play on the absurdity of yeah. the normal yeah. with the abnormal yeah circumstance yeah right? exactly and the,
1: yeah the abnormal circumstance the fact that these are vampires but they they really de-romanticize them and yeah. show them in yeah you know the minutia of existence in
2: the, in the movie there's one of the vampires is the nosferatu style <laughs> yeah, bald bat looking old, bat-looking old vampire, as shit old yeah, as, yeah. <laughs> And uh, oh, yeah, I, I,
1: yeah, it's so good. It's and ridiculous. and then Jermaine, uh, Jermaine's face on a cat is always is always enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. So he makes that. That's incredible. I mean that that did well, right? I don't know if it. I think so. Yeah.
2: yeah. I, I want to say it. It. It made some money back. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, but they kept the budget super. I mean, like you don't need a. You just need a house, yeah. and you need. You need some rigging to like yeah. make people fly, and uh-huh. other than that, it's just like a bunch of friends like pretty low. Uh, writing effects. and rewriting their jokes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think regarding the the directing, you know, Taika is kind of like at this point in that group of people uh-huh. is even at this point was like, okay, he's made like mm. two features, maybe three features at that point yeah. in in a bunch of, you know, shorts. Mm-hmm. So he was like the guy that like knew how to get it done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everyone else was like like uh Jermaine the co-director was more like to keep things interesting, the only people who knew the plot of the movie were the crew and the two directors, huh. none of the other actors knew what was going to happen next. Yeah. So it was Jermaine's job each day to say, "This is situationally where we are right now. Yeah. This is what's happening today."
1: <laughs> and and then they just did it. Yeah. So it's yeah. It's, it's, it's it's great. Highly recommend. It's very. Good. Uh, yeah, you got to see. It. Um, so then after that is that uh, Hunt for the Wilder People is next. Yep. Twenty sixteen. Yeah. I haven't seen this, so you'll have to you'll have to give me yeah. your your upshot on this.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll give a, a quick rundown. Mm-hmm. It, it's 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 another interesting New Zealand uh, coming of age. If y'all saw Deadpool two, it's the kid from Deadpool two, the New Zealand. Oh, cool. The, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of overweight, mm-hmm. angry at everything, kid. Yeah, kind of plays the same character in this. That's but, cool. So the idea is that um this kid who's in and out of foster homes finally finds his kind of like his family, mm-hmm. right? And he's he's reluctant and hesitant to it. And this and by the way, this movie is apparently a popular book in New Zealand, oh, but nowhere okay. else. Uh-huh. So this is his first adapted screenplay. Okay. Um, he kind of went off the rails with it, but you know, yeah. he, Same thing he'll, with Jojo. Rabbit. Yeah, he'll do that later too. But um, so the 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 plot is this older man, older woman, man played by Sam Neill, by the way. Oh, cool. Which I didn't recognize him at first. Really, it's that kind of thing. Yeah, but uh, played uh, the woman is really intent on f- giving this kid a home and love and a mm-hmm. uh, bedroom and you know breakfast and just everything that you know this kid should should have yeah and the uh, husband's like raw, 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 raw. i'm gonna go work on the farm it's fine i love you so much <laughs> uh-huh. wife and whatever I, I don't we don't need to talk kid whatever raw, 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 raw. yeah <laughs> um so the kid gets settled in finally starts to feel like he's at home the plot the mother dies okay. of a heart attack mm-hmm. and the father's like his life's gone gotcha. right so then uh these he just the father decides the foster father he's like i'm i'm going out into the wilderness I, if i remember right it's like you can come or stay i don't i don't mm-hmm. care or you could or the let the social workers take you i don't care right and so it's them living out in the wilderness while there's a manhunt looking for this kid oh um and it's a really interesting movie and uh, like you would expect some 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 heaviness and super heartwarming and very silly and would recommend yeah cool it's uh i think he he wrote that as a feature early on and then he made his first three features and then decided to come back to this movie oh i got you
1: and I so. think at the time that we're recording, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. But at the time that we're recording, at least it's on Hulu, so you can watch it on there. Yeah, um, I think that's where I watched it. Actually. So he does that, and then was that received fairly that's, well? You think? Or, uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it made some money
2: too. Cool. And I think so. He's establishing
1: kind of, himself as yeah. not just the "What We Do in the Shadows" yeah. guy at this point, right?
2: Keeping budgets low yeah. and making a profit, mm-hmm. but also delivering like really unique but also super relatable movies yeah dramas that are funny and sad and kind of everything
1: so then he gets on the marvel train after that yeah right and i don't you probably know more about this than i do i don't know too much about the sort of setup for him getting hooked up with marvel um yeah
2: um it was a pitch he had to pitch for the movie okay um so it wasn't just a you got the job kind of thing yeah didn't seek him out um and you know it's with marvel's really interesting i i i uh i love the marvel movies and i think they're significantly more successful than the dc movies and this is another episode for sure but for a filmmaker to retain his voice it's difficult to do so in the marvel cinematic universe yeah and that's why it's so successful is because it's these movies are made by committee. These committees have yeah. basically designed all of these these plots and these characters and where they're going to end up, and mm-hmm. you kind of have to stay on the rails. Yep, you're not making and a standalone it, film with any of yeah. these. Yeah, and, and that's why and that's why DC crashed and burned so hard mm-hmm. is because they're like, you know what? We're going to let auteurs make our movies. Yeah, yeah. and they're going to do their own thing yeah. with their own tones, and we're like, oh yeah, but like, cinematic universes are kind of like a TV show. You need a showrunner. Yep. Yeah, and no, they didn't just didn't have that, right? Sure. So I I think it's hard to retain a really strong voice in those types of movies in the Marvel movies. But that being said, mm-hmm. one thing that attracted Taika to these this movie specifically was the fact that he doesn't care about action or spectacle or like uh, I mm-hmm. think I have a quote where he says like uh, let's see. I feel like my strength is in tone and in story and mm-hmm. like emotional tone out. I like uh, emotional tone ta- tonality in my films rather than some trendy fast cut montage, mm-hmm. pan stuff and all that kind of guy, Ritchie like amazing fast style. Yeah. That's not really my focus. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. Yeah. He's thinking, okay, Marvel knows how to do all the stuff that I don't care for. Yeah. They'll take care of it. Yeah. So he's like, my strengths are tone, mm-hmm. character, dialogue, and moments. Ooh, yeah. And Thor Ragnarok, in my opinion, is the most unique um, and the most I can see a director mm-hmm. in any of those movies. Yeah. So, so he, he pitched for this movie uh, basically making a rip-o-matic. Yeah. Uh, or a sizzle reel, which is images and sounds and stuff from other movies just to say, hey, here's my mood board, mm-hmm. but visually... And he put
1: uh, Led Zeppelin's song on yeah. that r- right. Hammer of the Gods,
2: right? Is Imm- that what it's called? Im- immigration song. Oh like, immigrant song.
1: Yes, you're right. Yeah. Uh, Hammer of the Gods of the lyrics, but yeah. Yeah. Right immigrant right immigrant
2: song. Yep. And he even said in this interview, he's like, Yeah, show this to my the the, the people at um the Rippomatic and, and the the whoever whatever kind of, you know, yeah. white collar dudes he was talking to. Oh, I really like that song. What is that? Oh my god. Really? <laughs> and, and and yeah, he kind of like
0: oh, oh. Yeah.
2: But he's like but they just they liked it so much they went and bought it and now mm-hmm. it's in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> like, wild. Like that's
1: Disney Marvel money. That is yeah. Um, you got to have money to do that. I'm so surprised. Like I don't even care for Led Zeppelin to be honest and you can send your hate mail to us at Common Creators Podcast. But yeah. um but I, I, everyone, I knows song, right? <laughs> everyone knows that
2: song, right? Everyone knows that song i get i get like i'm not like a let's put led zeppelin on but i
1: completely understand yeah i can sort of conceptually understand why people like it but it's just not i don't so it's not that i dislike it it just doesn't do anything for me well you haven't listened to the right songs (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, exactly um yeah, yeah thor thor ragnarok was so i mean if you had told it was for me it was it's it's one thing to view it as a a taika movie it's another thing i think to view it as a superhero movie because for me that was one of the ones where i was like it just further cemented the fact that like these can be good movies now and granted it is made by committee even ragnarok sort of feels that way but as you say you see more of him come through in it than you do most directors and for me that cemented the sort of superhero thing because i was like if you had told me in you know 2002 that they were going to make Thor movies and that the best one would be the third one. Like, yeah. you know, because, yeah. I mean, before that, it was like you had one that was kind of okay and then they got worse and worse and then they were just, you know, yeah. direct-to-video or whatever. <laughs> whatever. I mean, I um, I would argue
2: that Thor 2 is my least favorite yeah. in the
1: whole thing. Yeah, right? I think that's a pretty
2: common um, response. Um, I think I remember what happened, mm-hmm. but I think that's probably, probably also played a, a, a role in, like, okay... Marvel, we're Marvel and Disney. We're not dumb. We know people don't like what we're doing. Yeah. Pitch us some different stuff. Yep. And now, you know, now they're giving Taika the next one. And, yeah. Uh, so And then for this one, like, he did a pass on the script, but it's like he didn't write the script, the original script. Okay. But the script that he got, he was like, it was good, but it wasn't my style. So mm. I got to do a whole yeah, pass, a dialogue pass. Yeah. Uh, slight story passes, uh-huh. uh, that kind of thing, huh. yeah. and uh, he has this kind of this uh, kind of reemerging thing where he's always making poking fun at himself for playing roles in his movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he kind of plays it up like this cocky thing, like you know, like that he's important or something, yeah. right? <laughs> um, and Marvel was like, "Oh, well, we re- re- really, really like this kind of rock character in this one scene." Yeah, like, what was his ma- name? Ma- what
1: was the rock character? Do you I don't
2: remember. I don't, rem- I don't remember. Yeah, but don't they're know. like. He's like they're like, "Well, you you can play that character." He's like, "Okay, great." He's like, "Okay, I'm ready to do my pass." <laughs> and he does his pass of the script yeah. and he's like, "Okay, the
1: rock character plays a big role in." <laughs> <laughs> nice. He's in like 10 scenes now. That's great. Um, that's really good. And I think to some extent that shows one of the things that's really cool about him as an artist, which is that he doesn't seem to take I mean, the things he does it's it's not that he thinks they're disposable or he's he sees he doesn't see value in them i mean he's in he see, comes off as incredibly confident but yeah part of part of what i think is so fascinating about him as a person and a creator is just the the fact that he doesn't seem afraid to try things like that you know yeah. what i mean like I, there's no he comes off as the type of person who no part no nowhere in his bones is he like oh my god what if i lose the marvel opportunity do you know what i mean like he seems like he's just like oh yeah we'll try a marvel thing and i'm gonna do i'm gonna do this like i think they'll let me do this so i'm gonna do this you know yeah it feels that way anyway and that that sort of makes his artistic output feel more i don't know not authentic but um it just makes it feel relatable where you're like, oh, this guy's trying things, even yeah. if it's not, you know, he's not like a David Lynch doing weird stuff, but it's just, he doesn't seem super worried about it. It seems like he's been given yeah. crazy opportunities, but maybe it's because he doesn't define his own success in terms of sort of financial return and stuff like that. He he reads to me as the type of person who, if Marvel said, no, you're done, he would go back to making other types of movies and it wouldn't be... You know he wouldn't feel like a failure, right? It yeah. would just seem like something that wasn't a good fit. You know, um, yeah, I think so too. So, and I think that's that's an amazing attitude to have toward your creativity. Yeah,
2: you know, and I think you know, from a character perspective, just talking about Thor before we move on. Yeah, what's interesting is that like there were there were hints of humor in the original Thor movies just yeah. because of the absurd, the juxtaposition of the modern world and Thor's world. Right? It's just situationally humorous. Yeah. Um, Taika obviously dialed that up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um and uh from what I remember with an interview, um, Chris Hemsworth finally felt like the character had a felt fleshed out and had a take. Yeah. And and was a real character now, right? Yeah. Um, because he was really well rounded and the the humor and like also kind of the the heaviness yeah. of the what taika brings to it. Uh-huh. And that completely changed uh Thor in the uh next Avengers movies. Yes. So the overweight Thor was completely inspired by the Thor from um, Ragnarok.
1: Yeah, and I mean, to some extent, it is about finding an in, finding a take on these characters. It's not just about putting a muscly guy with long hair and having him punch things. Um, It it is about finding, and and, I mean, who to some extent, who would have thought that the correct, or not correct, but uh, an incredibly successful take would be, no, 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 Thor is sort of a buddy comedy movie with the Hulk like yeah that's the way to go about it and make it big and bombastic and have Jeff Goldblum doing hilarious yeah. things yeah, yeah. just it was, it was a great movie and um incredibly successful artistically I don't know I assume it was successful <coughs> financially but uh, I think so yeah. most of those things are so <clears throat>
2: yeah I think that's true yeah.
1: I think it made a lot of money actually if really I remember yeah. right so all right so he does that and then what's next is Jojo jojo rabbit next jojo rabbit okay so i hadn't seen i watched this yesterday for the first time and this is and we'll talk about the, the taika elements of it but just to talk about this film in isolation for a minute this is i think one of my favorite if not my favorite war film that i've ever seen i don't really love war films in general yeah and i think I, that, i'm the same and i think the take that this had that jojo rabbit had and the approach and the sort of way that it portrayed war and human violence political violence and stuff like that was is just i don't know it didn't make me feel like everything was worthless and i want to die but at the same time it didn't sort of glorify war right it's not about this sort of mythic fictional wartime hero you know it's just tragic it's just sad it's just bad that this happens. But at the same time, it doesn't wallow in that because it's kind of a comedy. And yes. I mean, it is a comedy, but like the tonal shifts where I'm laughing at something and then half a, half a minute later, they're still talking about something very similar. But the way that it plays off me is like, I get how this could be funny, but I also think it's just incredibly sad and a bummer. Yeah. Um, and those tonal shifts were just, I thought they were masterful. I, you know, Chris was telling me, he watched it with me, and he was telling me he read some reviews where people were kind of dogging on it for that reason and saying, 100%, yeah. Yeah. And saying, this totally didn't know what it was. For me, it totally worked. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, I think I thought it was great. Uh,
2: another big critique I've read is that yeah. it
1: it makes light of
2: mm. what happened
1: with with Hitler and World War II and
2: like huh. yeah you know he like basically so I don't so really
1: this, know how you get that but anyway no and and, and,
2: and that from a surface level if if you're just peeking through the door and you sure. see this this kid and Hitler just being best friends like, yeah yeah but that's such a simple <sighs> view of this movie that's right? such
1: a yeah that's such an ungenerous reading yeah. of the film and so, it really doesn't take into account what the film is doing but yeah, yeah. So, anyway. so the movie is if you
2: haven't seen it um we're, we're gonna spoil it like we've sure. been spoiling everything yeah but it's uh it was a book first that his mother read and brought to him he adapted and adapted it into a screenplay and added in all the silliness so yeah. he's he's like well the the, the book is about a, a, a little Nazi boy loyal Nazi boy who finds that his mother is hiding a Jewish yeah. girl in mm-hmm. the, you know who is friends um, with
1: his probably deceased
2: sister I think I something think like that. so yeah. yeah I think mm-hmm. that's yeah it's been a bit since I've seen it yeah um, so that that that's the premise from what I understand of the book um, so Taika like okay so he added. Um, the fact that the the little boy um, talks to an invisible or talks to an imaginary friend, which is what he imagines Hitler to be. And the movie, when it was, I think Fox Searchlight um, funded it and made the movie. But I think from what I understand that they were only interested in doing the movie and making the movie if he played Hitler. You know, part of that is like the absurdity of a man from New Zealand with darker skin. Yeah playing this character yeah. is just it's absurd and it's, a jewish guy it, right and a jewish guy yeah 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 and, you know it's a big middle finger to hitler yeah really is what it is yeah and you know his other thought was he's like if we get a big star to play hitler yeah the movie just because hollywood in america the movie would become the so-and-so hitler movie yeah and it'd be him by himself on the cover of the movie and he's like this movie is about these kids yes and it's about a kid and his mother right yeah. mm-hmm um, played by uh, Scarlett Johansson, which this is this this is one of her best roles yeah. that I've seen. I it's wonderful. It. Yeah, she's she's such a an aggressive, aggressively yeah. assertive yeah. yet
1: silly and stern and yeah. loving and she- <laughs> yeah. mother. That character is just a wonderful person all yes. the way across. Like it's not that she's uncomplicated or two dimensional or anything like that, but she's just a very good person. Yeah, um, th- there's a th- yeah. there's a scene where like the father, his father's off to war,
2: and he's, you know, he the the, the boy's kind of sulking about it, and, and she's like, and th- she like, uh, I think she gets ash from the fireplace, yeah. Yeah. and puts it on her face, like, half of her face like a beard, and she's like, half of her is the father now, and yeah. half of her is the mother, and she does this whole like song and dance conversation with her son at dinner. It's yeah. like. And Hitler's there, <laughs> um, and part of it. And Hitler like, walks
1: off because it's too awkward for him when <laughs> when yes. the boy and his mother are fighting. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, um, and that's that's the thing. Like that's why this is this movie is not being disrespectful in any way to the atrocities of the Holocaust or you know anything yeah. like that because Hitler, actual Hitler, never shows up in the movie. Right. right? It is just. I mean, one of the reasons that I thought this was the most—one um, of my favorite war movies is the fact that it shows that even while this dystopian authoritarian government has come to power and this all this disgusting fascism is taking place, d- there are people just experiencing their childhoods under this. Yeah. And there, so, are, and there are people just experiencing day-to-day life under this and just trying to make it work, you know? Yeah.
2: Um, you know, he, yeah. so— He's like, I, I, I want to make this movie, yeah. and I want to be at a, I want, I want this child's lens of what's happening around him to be as honest and pure as possible, yeah, um, yeah. for him to really like, as a kid, like if you're indoctrinated as a kid, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and you start to experience like, uh, cognitive dissonance with the things happening around you, sure, like what does that look like and what does that feel like, yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, also like from the mother's perspective. It's hard enough to raise a kid by yourself. Yeah. But what if that kid, who you know to be the most loving, <laughs> generous kid in the world, yeah. is a Nazi? <laughs> yeah. He's a brainwashed Nazi. Yeah. And, it's, and how, and how, he, and how it's, do you protect yeah. that kid and keep that kid innocent? Yeah. To the best of your abilities. To the best right? of your abilities,
1: yeah. And the thing is, it's like... I mean, this reminds me of the kid, uh, the the son of the Levens in Plot Against America who thinks that Charles Lindbergh is just the coolest, right? And yeah. it's, for that kid... He, he doesn't know anything about the guy's anti-semitism and racist yeah. bullshit. Like he just thinks it's cool to fly planes, you know? And yeah. like there's a line in this movie where the, the Jewish girl who's being hidden says something to him about like the kid who like uh, says something to the little boy where she says like, you're not a Nazi. She's like, you're a little boy who's really into swastikas and wants to be in a club. Um, yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's that's the truth of it. And that's a complicated truth. But yeah. he doesn't—he doesn't understand bigotry and racism because once yeah. he really starts to understand it firsthand, he he lets go. He starts to let go of it, and he starts yeah. to realize, oh, that's yeah. what it means to be involved in this. Yeah, and there's um,
2: something there's something about yeah. the fact that this kid is so young, yeah, and that he does like, yeah. First of all, the the actor is wonderful. Like yeah. Taika talking about this kid, he's like the he. This kid was more. Interested in, in in worried about how he was coming off emotionally in the scene than anything else. I'm yeah. like, oh my god, yeah. like really? Like that's like that's a, you're a dream child actor, yeah. right? Yeah. Like it's it's not just going through the motions and like then I go over here, then I say <laughs> this. Like yeah, how did this make you feel? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's excellent. Um, that's excellent. But and and, and it, you can completely tell that you can see on his face, yeah, his his fight uh, with. Again, that kind of cognitive dissonance of like yeah. the fact that he's there—he straight up says that Jews are are demon monsters, uh-huh. and yeah. that's what he's been taught. Yeah. And then she plays up like, "Oh, if I'm," and then she's like, "You know, like," <laughs> and she's plays great a monster, too, and yeah. she's wonderful. Like she's every, great. this, everyone in this movie yeah. is is just superb. Yeah. But um, the, the the fact that he was so young, the thing that like in Plot Against America, that kid, mm-hmm. I could never i could never get there with him oh i see i just kind of i just kind of hated that kid because you were like you should know better you should know better yeah um and and part of the way the world is right now and how how different how different people like how how we're again such a population we're just so divided as Mm a nation right like i feel that in my daily life so much to where i'm just so angry yeah that that kid was like no i yeah kid in plot i'm like you do not get a pass yeah you do not get a pass and i kind of hate watching you and you're making me so mad yeah but what taika did with this kid just with the expressions on his face the silliness of it yeah it was an
1: end to like a really a really heavy thing where
2: He's just a child. Yeah. Well, and and, and,
1: and part of the way that he plays that up is because this child... Believes the most fantastical bits of the sort of racist <laughs> views that the Nazi yeah. party is espousing, right? The the notion yeah. that Jewish people have psychic abilities and can control yeah. your mind and all this kind of yeah. stuff. So, I mean, to him, I mean, he's living in a Lord of the Rings-style fantasy world, right? He's not, yeah. he's not, it's not coming from sort of his experience with people who are different and his actually lived sort of xenophobia. The first time he meets a Jewish person, he it develops a crush on her and, you know... Yeah sort of eventually <laughs> lets go of his prejudice. He yeah. thinks that there are literal monsters out there. Yes. Um And and so, that I think that's part of the way that he plays, that he keeps your sympathies with this little boy because it's like, this little boy does not know what he is talking about, right? Yeah. It's just sad that he's growing up in such a disgusting society. Yeah. You know? But, so, <laughs> yeah. to
2: go back to the the thing that I said, the thing I love about this movie yeah. Um is something that I didn't think I would love. Mm-hmm. And it's the humanization of the evil side of this thing. So, yeah. like uh, specifically uh, Sam Rockwell's character. Okay. Yeah. They humanized him super hard, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I think in the history books, we don't look at the like it, it was evil versus good, right? Yeah. With with this thing, and and yeah, on uh, from 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 a distance, that's true. Oh yeah. But to take that type of lens right now with the people in your own society Mm. will lead to Mm. war. It will lead to... I think it's important for people that you don't agree with to at least humanize them in a way to where you can try and understand uh, context and then try and make a difference if you can, right? Instead of just, you're evil, I'm not. Yeah,
1: yeah. So... I, yes, I agree, but let me push back a little bit. Okay. So I I, com- I completely agree with you that that is how we should approach other people, right? Like people people in our society, we should try to help people who are racist become less racist, right? We shouldn't just yeah. say, you're evil and so I hope you're dead tomorrow. Like you, you yeah. should try to help them be less racist, less xenophobic. All that. I completely agree with that. But I will say I think Sam Rockwell's character is a little more complex than that just because – he is it's not only humanizing a sort of nazi officer but it's showing that i mean sam rockwell's character is a sort of victim of circumstance right i mean there are sure. several little nods and hints in there that he that is in some sense non sort of normative around right. gender or sexuality or something right yes. um because yes. he he designs his own his own uniform i almost said costume cuz it looks like a costume but he designs yeah. his own well, thing it becomes so yeah
2: yeah, so he's, you know, uh, Taika actually talked about this in an okay. interview where he's like, he didn't give details, but he's yeah. like, you know, I imagine that, like, this is a guy who he's fighting in a war and he wants his side to win. Yeah. But he's slowly realizing that he's the bad guy. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, And when he realizes that he's the bad guy and his side is losing... Mm-hmm. He's gonna become. He's gonna be himself. Yeah, and that that self is fabulous. It's so. <laughs> it's so good. You know. Yeah. He, sa- he said. He's like. I'm gonna. I'm gonna dress to the nines. It's like. Yeah. It's like he has eyeshadow shadow
1: like, on. He has a big like. Yeah. He has pink it's, tassels on his uniform and you know, his his partner who's with him. Uh, I don't yeah. need partner in any sense other than just you know uh, uh, militarily. But the guy who's with him has like a a, <laughs> a turntable or whatever you would call him at the time, yeah. like a phonograph, um, and is playing music and stuff like that. And it's yeah. very, it, but it's a complicated thing because he is still fighting on the side of the Germans.
2: No, and, and that's and that's yeah.
1: and that. I think that's my point is yeah. that like yeah, if
2: you that's humanizing him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And if you take that away, mm. you know, just because he he he's an interesting, flamboyant type of person yeah. doesn't make him good, right? Yes. Yes. Um, and I think I think a lot of me included, left left leaning people, yeah. you know, like just because you're gay doesn't mean you're good. Yeah, of there course. are terrible gay people. Yeah, just of because you're straight doesn't mean you're bad. Yeah, you of know course. what I mean? It's sure. like just because you're each... any
1: sort of identity doesn't mean anything yeah. about your ethics. <laughs> yeah. But we're at sure. a point right now politically
2: where many feel that way. Sure. You know what I mean? Right. There's no more nuance, right, right? And I think this movie does a great job at showing people, yeah. yeah.
1: You know, and, yeah, and, yeah. Um, I agree with that. But I mean, yeah. uh, at the same time, there's no question that Sam Rockwell understands, surely, that not only is he the sort of bad guy because he's on the side of the Germans, but he's the bad guy within his own society, right? He lives in a society that is so repressive that he is not allowed to be himself. Um, yeah. he, he's a bad guy within his own ranks um, <laughs> to some extent. You know what I mean? And sure. this doesn't this isn't meant to contradict anything you, you just said. I think it goes right along with it. Um, but it is that sort of – it's it's a humanizing element, but it's also, I, I think, part of why – like I, I heard some criticism about this movie before I saw it, I think from – maybe in PR where they were they were sort of criticizing the notion that there was a good Nazi or a sympathetic Nazi or something like that and I'm like I think that's important because I agree it wasn't all it wasn't I mean in in Germany in the 40s it certainly wasn't all either people who were being taken to the camps or people who were enthusiastically on board with Hitler's rise to power there were a lot of people probably who just didn't want to die You know what I mean? Um, That sort of deep human, like, this guy's fucked up and he's a maniac, but I don't want to get sent to a camp myself and I don't want my family to. This is crazy. Um, So there are probably lots of people who are like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Um, And, 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 you know,
2: today there are, you know, like... yeah i i don't want to get i don't want to sure get into it. yeah
1: yeah 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 it would go it would yeah it would go places. Uh, yeah i fully understand i i yeah. yeah i would I would end up screaming so um, I think people understand yeah people get from. you don't even have to say right um yeah, so nonetheless uh this movie I thought was just fantastic there's enough that we could fill another hour with it but um but really really strong stuff and i I hope that any sort of mixed reviews that this got doesn't Deter. He doesn't seem like the type of person who it, who it would deter. But I hope it doesn't sort of deter any funding that he might get for future projects or, or he, whatever. He
2: he he made he made Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, and then he made this movie. <laughs> yeah, and he won an Oscar for best, adapt, uh, uh, adapted
1: screenplay. Oh, he did for JoJo? He's fine. Oh, yeah, for okay. JoJo. I didn't yeah, know he's that. He's good. Okay. All right. Good. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. So you said uh, upcoming, he has. Let's see.
2: Thor, Love and Thunder. Yes. Uh, Star Wars. I think he wrote a version of a new uh, Flash Gordon movie, maybe. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, he's doing lots of oh, great stuff. That would but be But spe- Speaking of him winning the uh, the Oscar for Best Adapted yep. Screenplay real quick, mm-hmm. um, there's, there's something that he does as a writer that um, I never thought to do and I'm going to do on my next screenplay, or the, my current screenplay that I'm working on. So his process is he writes the first draft, and then puts it away for however long he needs to put it away. And then when he comes back for the second draft, he doesn't edit the first draft. He hmm. writes it again from memory. So hmm. the things that he forgot are not important apparently. Wow. Right. Yeah. Uh, so Tarantino does something similar in his writing process. Tarantino is a is a is a a madman a lunatic <laughs> he writes the first draft by hand on paper mm-hmm. and then he types types the second draft uh and he's a uh a pecker <laughs> he's oh, a two no. he's a so oh he's so bad at typing and he's it takes so long <laughs> yeah. that if he gets to a scene where he's dreading typing it and he's not mm. excited about it he cuts it wow he's like i'm not going to it's not i'm not, i don't yeah. care about this i'm not typing it yeah. moving on yeah. and that and that's similar to the process you know taika's if i don't remember it, it must not be that important you yeah. know it's just that's how you lean out the script is like forget about it and then write it again from memory like it's wow kind of dope that makes sense I it's mean, more it's, work and it's yeah. you know but well his his work ethic is not a problem yeah <laughs> you know
1: yeah and to, to, i mean all artists and all creative people have to have some sort of filter on their work. And especially if you're, you know, like him, you're making your money this way. It's not only for fun, but you have to have some sort of filter, uh, not in terms of what you actually create, but in terms of what your sort of public output is, I guess. Yeah. And it, it seems like that's a, that's really a strength of a lot of the people that we talk about or that we have known about musicians or writers or whatever is, you know, write stuff that, understand that when you write something you're pr- like more often than not you're going to write something that's not worth continuing to work on or sure that you might need to throw away don't be af- i guess that's that's the way to say it don't be afraid to throw something away if you come yeah. up with an idea you'll come up with more ideas if it doesn't work it doesn't yeah. work keep going
2: if, if you're if you're working on something and you're not excited to write it down yes. then like why why are you wasting your time why are you like, doing that yeah Yeah, write something that you're excited about. And first of all, just because why would you not work on something you're excited about? This is creativity. This is that you should enjoy the thing you're doing. Yeah. And second of all, from a financial or business standpoint, if you're not excited about it, your audience isn't going to be either. Uh You know? Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Well, should we? uh, Yeah. Should we rate him? Um. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Let's rate him. You want to go first? You want me to? Uh, you go ahead. Okay. Well, I, I think. I mean he hasn't created the stuff that he's created is not my favorite stuff of all time. Um, but that kind of isn't why I like him, I guess um, the more I, I am very excited to see what else he comes out with, because for some reason I still have this impression, like I haven't got a real clear beat on like what kind of thing he does. Like it, it feels like he's in enor- an enormous name, but and I know he play, he plays with certain themes and stuff like that, but I'm just curious to see what else unfolds because it feels like we haven't seen all the things he's gonna do. And, um, yeah. and I, you I still have some more stuff to watch. Too. That's true. That's a good point. That, yeah, that's a good point. At least three of his features. That's true. Yeah. Um, so nonetheless, he he's uh, he doesn't he didn't make like my favorite art of all time. But that said, it's more kind of even when I watched like JoJo, it's more about him, uh, or not more, but a big part of it is that it's his movie. Uh, it's not just that the premise sounds cool or whatever. So, all that said, uh, that was kind of rambly, but I think I'm going to land on... I think I'm going to give him an 8.5 out of 10. Um, and I'm going to give him an 8.5 out of 10 floating, hissing vampires. That's what I'm going That's good. Him. Yeah, that's what I'm going to Yeah, gonna give I like that. Sure.
2: So, for me... Um a lot of his stuff is kind of my favorite stuff. Nice. Um, yeah. He um he just fires on all cylinders, mm-hmm. and part of it, it it part of it is more like how excited he makes me as a as a filmmaker and an artist. Yeah. Um. And the other part of it is actually the thing that 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 he you know actually the things that he creates, but like. I'm just going to do it. I'm going 10 out of 10. Hell yeah, dude. 10 out of 10. I love this guy. Nice. Can't wait to watch his next movie. Um, Can't wait to watch Eagle versus Shark, which is the only thing I haven't seen. Yeah. And rewatch some more stuff just because yeah. I love him, though. Nice. Which is also a super bad reference. Oh, yeah. I love him, though. <laughs> I love him. Um, I want to do 10 out of 10 <laughs> <Yeah>. Nazi
1: children. <laughs> That's good. That's very good. <laughs> nice. So there you have it. Nazi children named boy. Named boy. <laughs> there you have it. 8.5 and 10 out of 10. A I love him. A rare yeah, showing. I
2: can't. I can't not.
1: Yeah. I mean when it, when it's right it's right man you gotta do it yeah. so uh, there's there's Taika uh, this is Common Creators Podcast thanks for listening I'm Will that's Joe you've been enjoying our lovely uh, an- analysis on Taika and all of his body of work you can reach out to us and I would encourage you to and let us know what you would like us to talk about for series two which will be coming up later this year in a couple of months and we're series 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 two i sound like i'm from the north i sound like actually i sound like i'm from america but nonetheless reach out let us know what you want us to talk about you can email us at common creators podcast at gmail.com and you can reach out to us on instagram at common creators podcast be sure to smash that bell I, i don't know um, smash that
2: uh, like button
1: <laughs> we're a dual production of the destination nation network right here in beautiful louisville kentucky and also rock candy recordings out of asheville north carolina and i will throw in there that uh rock candy recordings just got a sick ass new website and so you guys should head on over to rockcandyrecordings.com and check it out it's very very cool and just just quick shout out to rebecca for killing it with that website, I was very impressed. So, killing I, it, I have to throw that out. And uh, big stuff from from the Rock Candy uh, crew coming up. Some some exciting things. So that's all I'll say. I don't know if I'm allowed to say more. So I'll say that.
2: This is the part of the podcast where I get to take a break. That's right. I know what you're saying. That's
1: right. So as far no, but now you got to tag back in. So as far yeah. as as far as being a um, a what did he call himself? Polynesian Jewish person who uh was uh publicly made some publicly funded kick-ass films and has a very interesting uh interest or or a very keen interest in sort of childlike perspectives in a lot of his work and also somehow managed to play both rock monster and hitler in his very successful films would you say that you concur doctor nori (laughs) i'm just kidding i do oh that's a good place to stop
0: Thank you for listening, DNN. To find out more, visit rockcandyrecordings.com.